This is Kim Davis. Welcome to another one-on-one podcast. I'm actually sitting in the corridor of the Sheraton Hotel in Boston, uh, where E-Tail East is taking place. I've done these podcasts in all kinds of strange places, so if you hear people passing by or muttering in the background, don't worry. But up front, I have <laughs> Rob, Rob Garth with me, who is Vice President of Industry Strategy and Insights at Salesforce. Did I get that right? Wow, you did that really well. Wow. Nice to see you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great to be here, and good to be at Etel East. It's my first Etel conference, and I guess we should start off with a little bit about you. What's your actual role at Salesforce? Sure, yeah. So I head up a team that really is chartered with staying out in the market, understanding where the industry is going. And we do that primarily through research. So we listen to the industry, listen to our customers, and really think about the future, which really helps us direct where we bring our product, how we can best serve our customers. So you spend a lot of time, I assume, with customers, talking to them, finding out what their challenges are. We do that. We also listen to data. So given that we're a cloud platform, we look at the more than 500 million unique users on a quarterly basis, and we aggregate that data, and we look at it and we analyze it to really act as the standard for what's happening for shoppers and how they're browsing, how they're buying, and how they're ultimately purchasing. You mentioned shoppers, and of course... Retail is at the front of our minds this week here in Boston. Um, I think of Salesforce as uh, providing services and products for big B2B companies, also B2C. Is your focus really on shoppers and commerce? Yeah, that's a really good question and an astute observation. Since our founding in 1999, uh, we're all about the customer and providing customer relationship management, really the number one provider in that space around sales, service, marketing. Uh, Over the last couple of years, Salesforce has made a big shift, not away from B2B, but also including and towards B2C. So we really now provide the full on platform to help consumers, not just customers, but consumers traverse through the physical and digital world of the retailer. So B2C is a major focus now. That's interesting. And there, were, there have been big commerce acquisitions, haven't there? There's been a big move into commerce for Salesforce. That's right, yeah. Really, Salesforce made a big foray into the B2C space, excuse me, several years ago with the acquisition of Exact Target, which is now right. the marketing cloud. And just a year ago, um, we closed the acquisition of Demandware, where I come from, course, five yeah. years prior to um, coming part of the Salesforce Ohana. And so now, again, we provide a platform that helps with not only the discovery and research, but the purchase, fulfill, and service and advocacy. Really that full customer journey, if you think about it. It's interesting that Salesforce approaches it from that direction, moving from, I guess, B2B routes more into B2C and making a big investment there. But what I've been observing over the last year is how much B2B is learning from B2C. And it seems to me the two spaces, they're not going to merge, but there's a huge overlap in terms of technique, strategy, and understanding how the customer, customer experience is digital. Does, it, does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. I mean, we're all humans at the end of the day. Certainly, we're adopting AI and IoT and robots. But at the end of the day, we're humans, and we expect an experience, and we have high expectations for that experience. But yeah, we're seeing it. If you think about uh, the what was demand, we're now Commerce Cloud and Stallbase, where many B2B companies, branded manufacturers, if you will, selling not only to wholesale 
customers but consumers directly and they're thinking about how to translate the B2C experience which is very intuitive, very mobile, very intelligence driven into the B2B world and they're looking for one platform to drive both experiences for sure. Okay. Now in the role which you described you're also looking at what's coming down the road. What do you think, uh, what questions are you expecting to hear from retailers in terms of what they need to do to improve this customer experience we're talking about. Yeah, you know, we're seeing a couple of major trends from our customer base and retailers in general. And the first one I'll start with is artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So retailers are really looking to infuse and embed intelligence into both the shopping experience to provide personalization, to provide relevancy, not just to the consumers directly, but also to the store associates to empower them. And then also infuse intelligence into the business users so they can make smarter decisions around assortment, allocation, pricing, and promotion. The second aspect is mobile. So according to our shopping index, uh, we're seeing, based on the last quarterly results, 53% of all traffic is mobile. And we continue to see a rise in orders as well as retailers looking to break down that friction between inspiration and purchase. And then the last aspect is retailers are really looking to unify that shopping experience. No longer is it a digital shopper or a physical shopper, but it's really looking to create a unified shopping experience as consumers traverse the physical and digital world. That's uh, definitely a theme which, I've, which has had some prominence this week. And it seems to me, almost ironically, it comes out of mobile. The mobile revolution, mobile first, people now able to complete transactions on their phones without much difficulty, actually should be encouraging retailers to do more with their physical spaces because people are carrying their phones into the physical stores and physical stores surely should be much more like digital touch points than they are right now. That's right. No, I think you bring up a really, really good point, Kim. In fact, some of the recent research we've done uh, that we're calling Shopper First Retailing, we partnered with uh, Sapient Razorfish, showed that about two-thirds of shoppers used their phone within the physical store. Right. Uh, we're also seeing that about more than 50% of digital purchases are influenced from the physical store. Yep. So, um, you know, I want to be really careful. The store is not dead. <laughs> it's transforming. I would say that we're a bit overstored. We've been saying that for the last 15 years or so. So we're looking for some consolidation and some transformation. But the physical store where 90% of sales still take place is still relevant. But it's giving the consumers the tools they need to make decisions. But it's also giving the store associates the tools. Um, again, taking them away from just the cash wrap, untethering them from the register, creating mobile experiences, influencing the check-in event, not just the check-out event, is extremely key. That's, it's fascinating, isn't it? And of course, everyone's watching with great interest to see what Amazon does. Now it's acquired this enormous chain of physical stores. But we, we can expect all kinds of innovation, can't we? I mean, with the use of beacons, Bluetooth technology, stores should be able to take data about where customers are in the store, what they're looking at, what they're doing, and of course, transaction point of sale data and put that all together with the data that become used to collecting from uh, online activity. That's right, that's right. I mean, online's learned a lot about uh, how, the, how we operate from the physical store, and I think we can switch that around and also learn a lot about how digital influences 
um, how we could act in the physical store. You know, the way we like to think about it is retailers need to do a better job of managing the data, so mm -hmm. figuring out how to consolidate it, managing the intelligence and making it actionable, and then ultimately delivering that and operationalizing that uh, and optimizing the touch points. So you're exactly right, and I think that is a huge differentiator for those that have physical locations, have store associates, who, by the way, from our perspective, are the biggest brand ambassadors, and arm them, empower them with the right intelligence make them mobile, yeah. and not to stand in the way between providing service for the consumer and them, but rather as a tool uh, to help compete in those physical environments. You talk about retailers managing the data and applying intelligence, and that brings us to, of course, a challenging question, which is readiness. Uh, everyone's talking about artificial intelligence. Obviously, if you're going to manage data for large-scale retail markets and provide personalized experiences, you have to have some kind of artificial intelligence. Are people ready for it? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It, it is, you know, about consumer engagement at scale and artificial intelligence. The way it's been applied in the past has been candidly kind of clunky. Mm -hmm. So the ways we've seen it in the past, it was either you had to have an army of data scientists to ship them over the data. They make sense of it, send you something back. That's really costly. There's a big latency in the time from, uh, understanding the insights to action. Or if you do have it automated, it's often in an analytical tool that mm -hmm. takes you a while to generate and then you have to apply it and operationalize it. We're finding the way to do this is to embed the intelligence in the operational assistant, uh, excuse me, in the operational systems and really make every business user a data scientist right. and being able to again apply that at scale. Okay. And um, with seen, of course, we've discussed on DMN many times the way in which Salesforce is seeking to embed artificial intelligence in tools for, for marketers. Um, is there a thought that you can actually put it into the hands of shop assistants, people in stores, maybe they have a tablet, they have a mobile yeah. device, and they can get the benefit from it? Absolutely. We're seeing so much innovation in Einstein, mm -hmm. artificial intelligence solutions in cloud. So, Basically, the way we're thinking about it is embedding it right in the commerce platform. So, and that's manifesting itself in a couple different ways. First is product recommendations. So whether you're known or unknown, being able to show you and display certain products that you're more inclined to purchase. Also, predictive sort as well. So the way you're navigating is the way you think about and want to navigate. And um, it's not just about doing it via a website or mobile, but it's also exposing that in the physical locations to, as I mentioned before, empower the store associates. And again, it goes back to that idea of we've been so focused in retail, particularly in the physical world, around the checkout event. Let's get people through the queue. Let's make sure yeah. um, there's not a big line and we want to make sure we can check them out. But we see this really transforming to the check-in event, and that is through a mobile device, as Kim, you described, empowering the store associates to see that same visibility into recommendations, into sort, into shopping history, mm -hmm. so that they can be empowered to recommend the next best action, offer, content, whatever that might be. So when you say the check-in event, uh, I understand it when the customer arrives at the store, embarks on the physical shopping experience, right. they're a known quantity. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? At the check-in event, Consumers are already ready to go. They're thinking about how they get out quickly, how they right. pick their kids up from school, how they make dinner, and they're already checked out. 
The check-in event really is that moment of truth so that when they walk through the physical door, we know who they are, we know their profile, we know their preferences. And doing it in such a way, again, not allowing the technology to be the intermediary, yeah. but rather be uh, the tool for empowerment. Okay, just to, to wrap up, who can play in this space? Is this just for very big retailers, big enterprises, or are there opportunities for smaller players? Oh, of course, I think uh, you're seeing a lot of innovation actually come from the smaller players because they don't have all the legacy technology, they have, been, have all the capital expenditures tied up in certain physical investments that they've made. So we certainly see a somewhat of a level playing field. If I could, I think the cloud, whether it's Salesforce or another entity, allows retailers to focus less on the infrastructure, less on managing the technology, and more on their differentiators and managing the customer relationship. There's a chance, isn't there, that some legacy retailers might actually be less agile when it comes to entering this space because of the old systems they may be heavily reliant on. That's right. Yeah, not agile and you know, no fault of anybody in particular, mm. but specific investments that were made in specific channels to solve specific problems and it just becomes very difficult to move very quickly. So it's really looking at the people and how you reorganize to become more customer centric and focus on a unified customer experience. It's also the technology to think about how we can really create, if you will, a system of engagement that allows the retailer to move quickly and extract the value from the systems of record to enable that unified customer experience. Okay, lots of opportunities there. Rob, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining me in this hotel corridor. Absolutely, it's been a lot of fun, Ken. Thanks for having me. Okay, thanks everyone. Look out for the next one-to-one.